pointing down to the manager. Oh, definitely. Ange possibly. I mean, what a breath of fresh air. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, you were saying something, right? Yeah. Regarding, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I, I was just saying, you know, before this, uh, that uh, I was watching his interview, you know, mm, the way mm. he opened up about mental health, the way yep. he talked about Richarlison, the way he just addresses everything. Such a humble man, such a casual man. Mm. I mean, four, four, two, dudes. dudes. Welcome back to another episode of 442 Dudes. Dudes. I'm telling you, in today's episode, it's gonna feel like Korean drama. Because there's a lot of drama going on, and we're gonna show you the drama in our first segment of what we call 90 Minutes Of. We'll see you. Don't forget to subscribe. Slap that button. Pa, pa, pa. See you. And this segment is what we call the 90 Minutes Of. And this is the part where we tell you about our match reviews, analysis, and again, we're going to analyze the Korean drama. Not really, lah. Uh, more like a drama drama in the world of football. Starting with late, late drama. Mm-hmm. What about it, John? I don't know, but I just feel that you, <laughs> you are feeling a little bit high yeah, today. Yeah, I think so too. Uh. I don't know, is it because of uh, the late, late drama? Yeah. So, the, Talking about speaking of dramas, right? I think you you can't rightly mention yeah. that the Premier League is full of drama, exactly, right? Like full what, of controversies, yeah. from exciting plays, full yeah. of uh, late, 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 late goals. And you can see on the screen right yeah. now, there were a total of eight goals. I think I, I, I counted eight. Okay. On the, uh, the Premier League came out of this picture. I think there were six goals. One, two, three, four, five, yeah, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they forgot to mention Liverpool's two late goals. So I think there were at least uh, eight late okay, goals that okay. took place yeah, over yeah, yeah. this week. And the funny thing is, I believe, yeah. right, I believe that three of those teams that scored the late goals okay. turned out to be the eventual winners of oh. the game. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I think this is, the, this is the beauty of the English Premier League. Oh, it is. It and is. this is why they are the number one league in the world. Because oh, wow. there's full of drama, there's full of anticipation. You know, you are waiting for some controversy to right. take place, even though we hate it and we just complain about it. But yeah. I think that no, we love it. We love it. But I think that's what yeah, makes yeah, yeah. the whole Premier League so appealing to everybody does, around the whole world, isn't it? Now, I just want to focus on one player and oh, one player only. Uh, for for this late late oh, drama because he's definitely in the picture. Okay. So the play I'm going to focus on is actually the guy in the middle there wearing middle, white color, and his name is Richarlison. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, what a week he has been for Richarlison. So you saw him crying, you know, yeah. crying on the Brazilian bench for missing a sitter in their in their World Cup qualifier. You know, coming back into the Spurs in the Premier League, and then he has to then try to. Wipe that, put that out of his mind, focus on the game, and that's exactly what he did. Now, so we actually came up. We, we don't today. Today we do not have the, the, board. the board to to show the tactics and all, but we do have some still images. Yeah, yeah, we do, uh, we do. because I just want to highlight one crucial, crucial point. Okay, the turning point, in my opinion, uh, that led that to the goal. led to the winner, wow. the Kulusevski's winner. Okay, okay. So if you look at the screen right now, this is the moment uh, in the ninety. Because look at the top left, there's a 99th minute. Yep. Around 99th minute where Sheffield United was actually trying to 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 start a counter-attack. Okay. But Udongi actually intercepted the pass over here. And if you look at the right on the screen, Richarlison actually saw that yep. and he was rushing to help Udongi. He wasn't just standing still waiting for something to happen. He was trying rushing there. He was okay. making things happen. Oh, damn. All right? And in the next scene that you see, what he did over here, this is the crucial moment. I've highlighted that and I circled it. This is the moment that I felt Richarlison allowed Spurs 
to go and score the winner. Wow. Because after after intercepting the pass, yeah. Udonki Udonki had to run to the space. But the the, the Sheffield United defender was trying to retrieve the ball back. Now what Richardson did here was to block off the path from the defender of trying to retrieving the ball back. Is if Richardson didn't do that, the defender can do one of two things. Number one, tackle the ball, and then mm. you no know, Sheffield United will then continue to mm-hmm. counter attack. Or number two, he will force Hoybert back into the Spurs half, and then they have to restart everything. Yeah. And in, in a kind of minute, you know, there's not much time left. Yeah. So Richardson's role here was so crucial that I felt led to the goal and this is why so because he blocked off Hoiberg could then get retrieved the ball and Richardson didn't just stop there okay. he actually ran into space immediately ran into space to open up the defence and you can see him here he's trying to receive the ball and in front of him there's acres of space Right. he actually managed to draw the defenders towards him and thus opening up the space and he used it brilliantly as you can see in the next screen again two more defenders came out to meet Richardson trying to tackle the ball and that left some space for Klosevsky he laid it on a plate, laid it on a red carpet, silver platter, whatever, no, however you want to describe it, he did it for Klusewski, who went on to score a brilliant, brilliant finish. And boom. And there was a 90th plus 10. If you look at the screen, 99 and 53 seconds. So from the first moment where Udongi tackled, there was like 99, 44. 44. Yeah, 44, about 44. In just 10 seconds. Yep. That split Richard- second uh, exactly. decision that he made. And this is why I felt this is Richarlison's week. Right. For all the shit that he has been through, this is Richarlison's moment. And if you look further in the highlights, and you, I think you can see it along in all the different articles. Mm-hmm. Spurs, after the game, they actually went to celebrate the fans oh, yeah, and all. And then Son actually pushed Richarlison yeah, yeah, to the front yeah, yeah. and started pointing at him and said, hey, this is the guy that got us the victory. Yeah, this yeah. is the guy that led us to a victory in the yeah. last minute of the game. I mean, this what a, what a captain's move. What a captain's exactly. move. Exactly. And I felt that this all could happen really largely pointing down to the manager. Oh, definitely. Ange possible. I mean, what a breath of fresh air. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, you were saying something, right? Yeah. Regarding, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I, I was just saying, you know, before this, uh, that uh, I was watching his interview, you know, mm, the way mm. he opened up about mental health, the way yep. he talked about Richarlison, the way he just addresses everything. Such a humble man, such a casual man. Mm. I mean, phew, I mean, most there are some managers that people hate, huh? but this one definitely not. Oh, yeah. definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely not. Definitely not. So we got to give it to him. For that. That's why. That's why. I mean, we we all love some certain rival players. Yeah, right? yeah, we support yeah, we do, them. For do, example, I, I support yeah. Son Hon Min. But now, no, not just players. I'm beginning to think that hey, maybe I'm. I'm beginning to have a soft spot for for both Ange and, yeah. and so on. I don't support Spurs by anywhere. By yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll no, never ever support them. But you know, not. when they do well, I feel good for them. I feel happy for yeah, them. Yeah, they do. It's very rare. It's it's almost the same as I feel happy when Wrexham wins. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah, yeah. that kind of feeling. Football thing, you know. It's, it's a, football a football thing. thing. Yeah, exactly, football exactly. Thing. So really, kudos to to Ange for for turning around the the, the circus uh, circus. Sorry, I'm just using this yeah. word again. Circus. I'll use it to describe another club later. But, oh yeah, uh, later. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, but yeah, I'm. It's brilliant. I think Spurs. Spurs have found the probably found the right formula yeah. in the manager. I hope so too for them. And the captain. I, I hope so for them. And I the captain so. as well. And speaking of right formula, you know, and we talk about dramas. Now in dramas, Korean mm. dramas especially, because I watch a lot, moving by the way, uh, there, there is sometimes uh. the side characters that we don't notice you know, in, in, in the field or mm. in, in the play. And in this case, we don't really notice goalkeepers. We notice them when you know the opponents coming to the, the play area and trying to score a goal. But in this instance, there is a particular goalkeeper Okay, in the 94th minute, he scored the goal. On top of that, apparently he wears the jersey number 94. And on top of that, apparently he was born in 1994. And this guy, Ivan Provadel, scored the goal for Lazio against Atletico Madrid. Now, the funny thing is, after he scored, 
He didn't run across the field. He just stood there. Everybody came towards him, and his face is so stoic. He didn't. He didn't move. Like Bellingham, right? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a Cantona, you know. Yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. Then. But the funny thing is, uh, Cantona and Bellingham, you know, they were on the field trying to score goals. This guy's supposed to prevent the goals, but he's got a goal. So I mean, g- great job to Lazio. I mean, who, who would have thought the equalizer come in in such a last minute? And uh, yeah, so so well done. You know, some fun facts over here. I think if I'm not wrong, yeah. This is not his first competitive goal. Oh, shoot. He has actually scored another goal for his previous club, I oh. think, if I'm not wrong. Okay. I mean, you, you guys can go and find out. But yeah, I, let us yeah, know. yeah, he's not the. This is not his first goal. And now, speaking of goal scoring goalkeepers, okay. um, there are two goalkeepers that come to mind okay. who I know have probably scored more than 100 career goals. Oh, dear. Because they are set piece takers themselves. So they oh, take wow. the free kicks, they take the penalties. Okay. And they're both retired. Uh, probably not in your era. Uh, no, you've probably never not. seen them. But uh, Jose Luis Chalavet from Paraguay okay. as well as Rogero Senni. So these two goalkeepers, one left footer, one right footer, uh, actually scored more than 100 goals, competitive goals and in their, their career and they are goalkeepers. So yeah, goalscoring keepers. And the more recent times before him, I think the previous goalkeeper that scored was Allison. I think. Uh, okay, anyway, now, now. Uh, move yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know why we're pulling the Allison bit. Uh, but now let's move on to another one. And the other one is, uh, I mean, it, it was a club that finally got back to the Champions League and mm-hmm. uh, up against, uh, well, somewhat of a strong club, AC Milan, and they are Newcastle. So Newcastle did pretty not very well, but uh, I think because of this I mean, guy at the start of the season we we yeah. mentioned that Newcastle is not going to to carry on the form that they did last season mm, because okay. of whatever changes they have and they'll be yeah. overwhelmed by the the expectations and also you know the the the, the game workload you yeah. know, from the, the Champions League and all okay. and the pressure and it showed it clearly showed in the last few games they lost three on the trot if I'm not wrong okay. and now okay. they drew against Milan but they would but not have drawn exactly. if not for Nick, Nick Pope. Pope. Nick Pope was the one that kept them in the game. And the, he basically earned them a uh, yeah, point, yeah. a very crucial, a very crucial Champions League point. And yeah. without Nick Pope, I think Nick Pope is something, not something. He's someone that I feel is very much underrated. Right. And I feel that he should be given more opportunities to show his worth in the England lineup. So now Ramsdale is getting his chance yep. in the international four, yep. but for some reason he's losing his grip on the position in Arsenal. Yep. So is it time for Nick Pope to come up? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. We, okay. So in any case, we're going to figure out, you know, I mean, uh, well, Nick Pope, we hope you do well more and uh, yes. we hope that you do well for Newcastle, even though I don't really support Newcastle, but still, <laughs> we hope you do well. The next one, now he's uh, kind of the opposite of doing well. Uh, he's been he's been in a lot of, uh, 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 in the limelight for the wrong reason. And uh, whether it's good or bad, I don't know. But okay. I, I recently watched his interview and I, I have to give some, you know, some props to him. Now who are you talking about? I'm talking about Manchester United's very own Onana. Onana. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's Corey Curry. Anyway, how can you spoil such a lovely song? But in any case, so Onana, uh, I mean, he came out in an interview very recently, you know. Okay. Uh, he took, he, I, well, I can't say took credit, but he took the blame uh, for the goals he has somewhat considered early against Bayern Munich. Okay. Uh, and, and I thought that was... That was, that was brave. I think not a lot of uh, people or players will do that, let alone a goalkeeper. So, um, you know, I have to give him applause for the bravery for coming up to, to admitting that he had some, well, huge play in that. Uh, but do you think, as a Man United player or, or, or another sort of uh, uh, just a spectator, do you think that he should be the scapegoat for United's trouble? Well, you know, I kind of think he should be for now. I mean, if, if you... Well, why do you think that he should be the scapegoat? Well, okay, again, I don't I don't think he should be called the scapegoat. Well, I rather, I think he should be blamed for some, not all, but for some of the goals that were easily considered so far for all of the different games he had played so far. 
Okay, including the recent one with uh, uh, Bayern Munich. So, yeah, you, you should be partially blamed, but not scapegoat, but, you know, blamed for it. So Yeah, I, I agree that he should yeah, be blamed, yeah. especially for the first goal. That should not have been a, a yeah, goal yeah. in the yeah. first place. But to pin everything on him, I think it's quite... It's, it's a bit ridiculous. It's it's a typical media, right? Yeah, yeah, especially is, the English media they for do, huh? they're trying to find a scapegoat, yeah, yeah, they're, they're trying to find that. one person. Yeah, exactly. But if you ask me, I think the blame should be pointed at Ooh. the manager, oh. Eric Ten Hag, oh. for his team selection, okay. for his whatever he's trying to do behind the scenes to screw up the club. I have no idea right. what he's trying to do. But I think the defenders have to also take responsibility. right? On the pitch, the re- everyone has a responsibility. Everyone has a role to play. If you don't play your role, the other, other players will be They'll be affected yeah, yeah, in a sense, they, they right? Be, so yeah. where were the defenders? Missing. Where were the defenders? Yeah, exactly. And why? Who's coaching them? Eric Ten Hag. Okay. So let's see whether you agree. If you are from the Old Trafford side of things, if you agree with our dear friend here, uh, that yeah, the manager is at fault, then let us know. You know, you can just always drop us a comment, and uh, don't forget also we got we are on YouTube, Instagram. Just drop us a comment if you agree, or do you think just like me? I, I think in, in this particular one, in this particular one, I think Onana, you know, he he should ramp up the game because at the end of the day, he should. Communicate more with the defenders. No, which reminds yeah. me. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, a friend of uh, Manchester United uh, uh, fan oh, yeah. mentioned, okay. right? What that, you um, mention? We do not need another Bartes. Oh. Oh. Right. Okay. What we really need is a true custodian I, in goal. I, I have to just uh, put this comparison here. What? Now, if I if memory serves me right, Bartes mm-hmm. is uh, bolt, right? Yes. So then Eric Tanhart is bolt, right? So what's the point? Uh, no, like Manchester United shouldn't have all the bolt plays. Okay, never mind. It's just a... Uh, Whoa, let's not go there. Let's not go into such a sensitive yeah. topic. <clears throat> yeah. No, no, it's I mean, just trying to say. No. Well, anyway, so that's the end of our uh, segment of 19 Minutes Off. We'll be moving on to the next one called What's What with Huso. See you, eh? subscribe. Yeah. And welcome to this bit of what we call What's What with and so in this part, we concentrate on the interesting happenings in the world of football. I'm not so keen on the first one, but we have to put it out there. Still, I try to be as neutral as I can. We have a news article, or rather a screenshot, of Trevor Shabola's personal trainer exposing the circus that's in Chelsea. Oh my god, you finally admitted it. I didn't admit it, I'm just saying Exposing that, that, yeah. the Exposing. circus that Exposing. is Chelsea. Yeah. Headline, guys. Yeah. Exposing the circus that is Chelsea. But I still, I still nice. keep the blue flag flying high. Anyway. So, what, yeah, so what's with this uh, uh, Again, you know, I think this personal trainer, um, I, I think he, he just talked about, and, and we have a screenshot there, uh, mainly he's talking about the conditioning of our players. Uh, mainly, of course, you know, he's saying things like, for example, uh, most of the injuries are because the players have been loading muscle time and time again without lengthening them simultaneously. Uh, he also went on to say, hardly any of them do reformer, pilates or terrain work. And yeah, you know, and he ends off the message, uh, it's an absolute mess at the moment, bro. So yeah, you know, he... <laughs> Sorry, I just had to do that. Uh, so he 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 he, met, he clearly just saying that in terms of um, activity-wise, conditioning-wise, you know, it, it's it's a shithole uh, in the Chelsea's camp. Uh, do I agree with it? I well, I, I I don't know what's going on in there, but at the rate that we're losing our players due to injury, it kind of does seem it's alluding that way. Unfortunately, you know, I I, I don't want to say I know because I'm not in in the Chelsea camp because I'm not there there. Uh, but I hope that's not the case. But if it is. Fuck me. It's quite embarrassing, isn't it? I think it's embarrassing that someone 
uh, a professional yep. can come up to say, hey, you guys are not doing it right. Yep. When Chelsea, you guys are yourselves a professional. Yep. And I mean, I don't know what's really going on behind the scenes and you were rightly pointed out yeah, the yeah. circles that is Chelsea. Yeah, so yeah. what is going on in this circles? What is actually going on behind the scenes to the point where even the manager doesn't know who the players are? Yeah, I told you. Whether, you know, when we go on there wearing dreadlocks and they, they all look alike, yeah, yeah. you know, kind I'm of stuff. Never like Totbully. No, bully. but... Totbully. Totbully, no? Anyway. You really think it's Bully's fault? Well, I, I, I like to think so. Why? Because it's, I mean, he's too you're, involved. You're, you're good, good, good businessman, but you know, right? Because he's too involved yeah. in the in the team yeah, and all. Maybe, not? Yeah, maybe. I, well, again, we're not we're not there, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, it's like it's. I don't think I don't think this guy is, is wrong in saying what he said because no, 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 definitely the the, the 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 truth of the matter is the results are not happening on the pitch yeah, and, it's not. and something's happening behind the scenes yep. off the pitch yep. that is not right. And is this really the true answer? Well, only time will tell. Oh, yeah, time will tell. And definitely. Whether the players will expose anything further, I think that's remains to be seen. But after what's happening as with Sancho and whatnot, yeah, they I mean, might just want to just yeah, shut yeah, up. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Exactly. So yeah. So well, I don't know what you guys think. Maybe you, maybe you guys have some kind of insights into, into uh, what's happening at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah just yeah, do yeah. do let us know. Yeah, if you insider from Chelsea, let us know. You know, yeah. got free jersey, please, please send. Sign jersey. Yeah? I, lo- I love Chelsea. But okay, <laughs> so the next one, you know, uh, uh, I mean, a lot of problems recently uh, in the world of football, and another one. We got someone hacking bottom, faking up the FA's Arza. I mean, he, he just came out after the game, and we were just talking about that game earlier on. You know, Spurs and Sheffield United, uh, and this one, uh, this guy's uh, managing Sheffield United. Mm-hmm. He's just coming in, and, and apparently the headline is the officiating is appalling. Basically, if he could say shit, he would have said shit. He would have. Yeah, he would have. But he'd be fine, and whatever not. Yeah. No, but so there's a long. There's, he has a very long statement that he mentioned. But I just want to highlight one sentence okay. that he said, okay. and this is the sentence: When I speak to the referees, they haven't got a clue what I'm talking about. So I'm going to say that again. When I speak to the referees, they haven't got a clue what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I think this is essentially the main issue with the referees in England. I'm not talking about other other countries, right? Because they're probably of a higher standard. But in England, we have gone on the past so many years, you know, talking about the VAR controversies, the inconsistency in the officiating. And and I think it's come to a point where people are saying enough is enough. The players are coming out to say enough is enough. Now managers are on on the bandwagon saying that enough is enough. So what's really happening uh, going on in the training of the referees. You know, the referees of the past were very, very strict. They knew exactly what they wanted to yep. do. They're not afraid to do anything. Yep. But now it seems like they are afraid yep. to, to... They're afraid of making mistakes. And when they're being questioned, they don't know how to reply. And I think this okay. is exactly what's happening. That's what's happening then. Correct. So, so you know, previously we mentioned about how um, the Premier League you know, gets and imports a lot of foreign players yep. into the league, yeah. right? So, okay. where it makes the Premier League one of the best leagues. In fact, the best league in the world for all you know, the marketing and whatnot, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is really we, we spoke about it right at the start of, the, of today's episode yeah. the, 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 all, all the, uh, the dramas and yeah. all, the, all the skills and all the, the people so rather than bringing referees you know I think I mentioned that we okay. can bring referees right. from other leagues to come okay, in so right you're suggesting correct so now what I want to suggest okay. is for players who have retired right to consider being referees themselves Okay. I mean, right now, the pathway for a player who is retired is number one, go into coaching, uh-huh. or number two, go into the world of punditry. Or number two, become Michael Richards. Or, so, <laughs> but, the, the, but being a pundit is too easy, isn't it? Where you just sit in your in a nice air-conditioned studio, in your suit, just watching TV, and then just, you know, mouthing off whatever you want to mouth off. So, you know, I would rather they, you know, 
do you know basically be back on the field be back on the field ah. i mean they they have been athletes their whole life yeah. they, they I mean i'm sure they would, they are they are used to you know the discipline of training every day okay. keeping themselves fit yeah, and a lot, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of these retired players you know their their bellies are like bigger than their <laughs> bigger than, most than people's, the ball oh uh, yeah yeah, yeah anyway. so so why not get them back on the pitch why okay. because they were former players they will understand the 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 psyche behind a player's yeah. intent of making either a pass, a tackle, or a shot, right? And they will know why the players are doing it, rather than managers or players having to explain to referees on the okay. pitch of why I do this. That's not a foul. I went for the ball, and it's right. This is why. This is these are things that happen. It's a natural uh, process. So the referees sometimes don't understand. I think case in point, Paul Tierney as well, right? Um, uh, David Coote as well. I mean, there are a lot of incidences yeah. where I think Hacking Bokken had him hacking. <laughs> Hacking bottom. Hacking bottom is right. Hacking bottom. Where the referees actually don't Clueless, really fully understand okay. uh, what the managers are talking about. So here's my challenge to those players. Oh, what is it? Really, be a referee. Oh. Be a referee. Stop staying in the punditry studio and then just criticizing and commenting about referees. Be the referee yourself. You're either afraid of being the manager. Well, I think referee has less, less, slightly less pressure in my opinion. Yeah. And well, you probably have a, a you know, how do I put this? You'll probably understand that you'll probably make the game better. If you want to improve the game, oh. I think this is one one of the 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 one of the ways you can improve the game. Okay. And because of you guys who you guys are, yep. when you come out on after the game to to explain decisions, I think it'll be easier for fans to understand why certain decisions are made. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Certain okay. decisions are made. So if you do agree with John that uh, former players should become referees yep. instead of just sitting in the studio uh, to be pundits and yakking away, let us know. Or do you stand on the other side where you still think that players should be pundits and, and referees should still be as neutral as they can uh, without sort of belonging to a club formally? Okay. So let us know if you feel that way. Okay, are you team referees should be former players or you team referees should not be former players? Then let us know because that that, that that's going to be quite interesting. I cannot yep. imagine a former player to be on the field. I'm trying to imagine. It's going to be quite quite havoc. I think it'll be brilliant. I think it's a, I think it'll be brilliant for the game. How is it? I really do. Well, Excuse me. <laughs> okay, so he really does believe it and uh, he's uh, burping his opinion right in front of everybody by saying he does believe that former players should become referees. <laughs> All right, so that's the end of today's episode. Uh, exactly. Because guys, he's, if I let him continue, yeah, it's going to go on and, and on and on. Hours, and like yes. drama. So yes, that is the What's What with Husu. Who? And we are the 442 Do you... Hey, hello. Carry on. Salala. We are the 442 Dudes brought to you by CCBTV. If you skip to this part of the, 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 the segment, uh, don't forget to uh, remember we are from Tampines. That's in Singapore. So don't forget to like that the subscribe button. Just smack it like that. Woo, smack that all on the floor. Cut. And yeah. <laughs> we'll see. And you. cut. Suddenly, producer now. Huh? <laughs>